Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We have reached Psalm 32, Colin, in our journey through the Psalms, discovering what these words reveal about God and how we can appropriate that to our lives today. And uh, a very strong thread running throughout. You know, I get so excited about these psalms. I speak so much more quickly than I normally speak, don't I, when I get excited. <laughs> I feel everybody's getting double value this week. And, <laughs> and every so week that we go through these coming. psalms, yes, I mean, look, I mean, just listen to this. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Well, look, anybody who knows Jesus, anybody who's received forgiveness from the Lord, knows that his transgressions are forgiven, knows that his sins are covered through the blood of Jesus. So we're blessed. I mean, we're blessed just by knowing that. And and then in verse 2, David says, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whose spirit is no deceit. You see, if you know that, that when God forgives you, he really forgives you. He doesn't forgive and store up uh, an account of the wrong things you've done as, as if to say, well, I'll forgive you now, but just wait till the day of judgment. No, on the day of judgment, there will be no mention of the sins that have already been forgiven because as far as God is concerned, they no longer exist. It is as if they never happened in the first place. He does not count our sin against us. So, you know, there may be some people listening to me now. You feel that you have messed up big time. Well, let me tell you, God is ready to forgive you just as soon as you ask him, and he will not count that sin against you. There are some people, you know, I've heard say, well, God will forgive you, but there there will always be the fallout, you know. There will always be what God will measure back to you because you've sinned. No, 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 no. What the scripture says is the Lord does not count your sin against you once you know that your transgressions are forgiven. And and the man who is just open with the Lord, there's no deceit in his spirit. He is also blessed. This is wonderful, isn't it? Because this can apply to any of us. We've only got to be open with the Lord. You know, he, he says in verse five, David says in verse five, I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. You see, it's a question of being open and honest with God, isn't it? Because he knows everything anyway. You can't hide anything from him. So it's wonderful when we're open to him about what needs to be forgiven because then we're forgiven, we're set free, he doesn't hold a sin against us and we don't suffer from guilt anymore. You forgave the guilt of my sin. So then David says, Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you while you may be found. Surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Don't you love this stuff? I mean, it's just so wonderful. You see, you apply this to yourself and say, right now, my ambition, my desire is to be a godly person. So the scripture says here, right, I need to pray for the Lord because he's always to be found. He's always with me. He's always at hand. So that's good. He's never outside of my reach. And and if, if, if I turn to him and put my trust in him, then it doesn't matter what mighty waters come. They're not going to sweep me away. You, that sort of remember, we can, uh, that reminds us really of what, what is said in um, Isaiah 43, that, you know, the waters will not overwhelm us because we belong to the Lord and are called by, by name, by him. And, and so then David continues, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. 
deliverance. I love it, don't you? Here is, here is this great God of the universe who cares about you so personally. He says, I want to forgive you. I want to take your guilt away. I, I want you to know that I am ready to protect you from trouble if I am your hiding place, if you put your trust and confidence in me and I will surround you with songs of deliverance. You were saying last week, Colin, just how, how doubly powerful these psalms become when we personalize them and put our names into them. Yes. So, I mean, you you know, if you look at verse seven, uh, I I can say, Lord, you are my hiding place. You will protect me. You will protect me, Colin, from trouble. You will surround me, Colin, with songs of deliverance. And then you see the Lord enters into dialogue with David. And I find this happens when you pray so often. You start talking to the Lord and really unburdening to him. And then he talks back to you. And the Lord says to him, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. That's wonderful, isn't it? I mean, you see, just tuck your name in there. I will instruct you, Colin, and teach you, Colin, in the way you should go. I will counsel you, Colin, and watch over you. I mean, it's wonderful, isn't it? You think, yes, 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 yes. He's talking to me. He loves me. He's concerned about me. He's deeply involved with me. I, I think this is so wonderful. It's interesting as well that David encourages us to, you know, to get on with this business of confessing and realizing that God is watching us. So why try to hide from him? Well, precisely. I mean, he knows all about it. So why not be open and honest? Uh, I, I, I've, I've often said to people over the years, I reckon we can get just about anything out of God so long as we're prepared to be honest with him. He's the God of truth, so he loves honesty. What he doesn't love is fakers, you know, people who who try to make out that they're righteous and sinless, you know, I don't think I've got any sin to confess. Well, the scripture says if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, yeah, just be open with God. He knows you, he understands you, and he certainly wants to be with you in the circumstances of your life. Verse 10 is interesting. Many are the words of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the man who trusts in him. Yes, that unfailing love, you know. Oh, you see, you can personalize that, can't you? The Lord's unfailing love surrounds me because I trust in him. And you see how personal it becomes. And then when you move on to the next song, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. Now listen, if you belong to Jesus, you are righteous. You are the righteousness of God. So don't say, oh, I'm not righteous. You, When you're forgiven of sins, then you're cleansed of all your unrighteousness. That makes you righteous. So sing joyfully to the Lord. You know, don't sing dirgy sort of things and and don't sing about yourself and your feelings and all that kind of stuff. Sing to the Lord, exalt him, glorify him. It's fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp, make music with him on the ten-string lyre. Well, I don't know that many of us play the harp or the ten-string lyre, but you can sing to him with your voice. You can you can praise him on any uh, musical instrument. I mean, those of you who've been to faith camp know that on the last night, I praise him on the coconuts and on the washboard. <laughs> I mean, you can make a joyful noise to the Lord. We always just let our hair down a little bit. We've always had such a wonderful time with God. We just want to rejoice and be glad in him. And uh, he loves it because we just make a joyful noise to the Lord. Uh, I have a few um, issues that I sometimes have to work through with the members of our music ministry who want to keep my washboard and coconuts (laughs) off the recording. But... (laughs) I mean, those are the little things that we can work through in life. <laughs> and there's, actually, it says sing joyfully, but there is an eruption of joy 
when we do praise God, isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, you can't praise him without being joyful. You can be right in the middle of a real mess, muddle, confusion. You don't understand what's happening or why it's happening. And, you know, the scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always, even in such times. Give thanks in all circumstances, even such circumstances. And you find as soon as you start doing that, you not only feel better, but you begin to get a better perspective on the, on the circumstances. You begin to see things as, as God sees them. And, and you see, here in Psalm 33, uh, David says, well, sing joyfully to the Lord, praise him. Uh, and then he's, he says why in verse 4, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. I love it, don't you? I mean, the, the word of the Lord is right and true. We can trust. And, and these Psalms, these are the words of the Lord. He is faithful in all he does. He's always faithful, never been unfaithful to anyone. He's faithful to all who put their trust in him. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. He's always on the side of righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. Now, don't, don't, you, don't you like that? Don't you think that's a wonderful truth? I mean, look, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't just say the love of God is there for the truly godly. He says, no, the earth is full of his unfailing love. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what your situation. It doesn't matter what your circumstances. The earth is full of his unfailing love. He's just waiting for that unfailing love to impact your life. He's waiting to reveal that unfailing love to you right in the middle of your circumstances, no matter what they might be. Is what David is doing here really, he's not listening to his emotions. He's really remembering the truth about the nature of God and reminding himself of that. He, David has learned this secret. You know, we, we, when we come to Psalm 103, remember he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, he's talking to himself because he's talking to his own soul. And, and you see, the, the secret, the, the truth that David had learned is this. If you get your eyes off yourself and off the problem and, on the and off the circumstances and put your focus on the Lord, then everything changes. Everything seems different. It's, it's, it's as if you allow God into the situation. And when you allow God into the situation, then he can begin to move in those circumstances and he can begin to change things in whatever way is necessary. So... That's, that's the, the business of praise, really, and of rejoicing and of giving thanks. We, we, we turn our focus onto the Lord, and we allow the Lord right into the middle of whatever is happening. And you see, he's also well aware of the power of, of God's words. Um, when he created, for example, in verse 9 of Psalm 33, David says, For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. And, and, and this is the great thing. Um, you know, verse 11, The plans of the Lord stand firm for ever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. You know, when God plans something, it happens. When God says something, it's going to work out. Whatever he says, we can trust. Uh, and so he, he ends this psalm by saying, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. Do you remember? We, we saw in Psalm 1 that God watches over us. Uh, and, and here he, it's the same idea. The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. You see, his unfailing love is everywhere, but our hope and our trust have got to be in that unfailing love. And, and what happens in that love? Well, he delivers us from death. He keeps us alive even in times of famine. And, and so he finishes, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our heart trusts and we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord. 
Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And you know, as you personalize that, it it becomes this, I wait in hope for you, Lord. You are my help and my shield. In you, my heart rejoices, for I trust in your holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon me, O Lord, even as I put my hope in you. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 